Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Asif Khan. It's time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 265, 265, recording this live, December 29th. That's Tuesday morning, 2015, only a couple of days left in the year. Oh, my name is Rob Woodbridge, located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. From from just we're just just covered in snow now. The, the green Christmas that we had is now a distant memory. Cannot believe that it took this long to get snow, but we are just in the middle of one of those terrible snowstorms. But that excites me as a skier. Uh, anyways, my name Rob Woodbridge, OneTether.tv, located, as I said, in Ottawa, snowy Ottawa, and uh, with me as usual, AK. It is Asif Khan of the Location-Based Marketing Association. I am in Toronto. We did get some snow last night. We got, I don't know, five centimeters on the ground, but it is warming up again, and uh, it is raining uh, and raining, and all that snow will be gone in, I would say, the next six, seven hours probably. So, yeah, it's going to wash away. Mm, no, this is – we got snow here to stay. Like, this is it. We got uh, 30 to 35 centimeters which is Ooh. a lot of snow in a dump. And, and peace, people are out there driving along. You know, this is the test of whether or not yes. you're a true Canadian driver because you go from, you know, clear streets um, on the weekend to snow-covered streets the next week. This is the really the first day back to work for a lot of people after the Christmas, little Christmas break, if you're working this week. Um, and it is not pretty out there. It's not pretty out there. And, you know, it just dawned on me, Asif, um, when you turn 47, I can call you AK-47. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let's not let's not rush that one. No. There's still a few years there. Yeah. Anyways, I'm just years. saying. But yes, yeah. it, it dawned on me. Uh, so how was the Christmas? Uh, good, uh, good with the kiddos. Yeah, they had they had a good time. It was uh, it was fun. They uh, Matthew uh, was uh, all over uh, the Nerf uh, gun world. <laughs> Speaking of AK-47s, no so he uh, he had this one gun on his thing, and it's like it's called the Modulus. I don't know if you've seen this thing. No, nope. it, it's this Nerf gun. And it, it's called Modulus because there's like 17 attachments you can buy to add on to this gun. And it, like each one of these, like you can buy all these separate upgrade kits. And oh man, let me tell you, like, so like it's got like a scope on it, it's got like extra clips, it's got like, you know, all these like little extensions to make it longer. And uh, I don't know. I, it's just. So these, these are, uh, these are. Toys that you actually have to buy addition in addition to, like they're they're, they're kits that you buy, like yeah, basically like in-app purchases kind of things. Kinda, yeah, yeah, oh. in the physical world or subscription it's services. That whole online, offline, physical blending thing we're talking about. Yeah, can I tell you, I'm getting so sick of this stuff. <laughs> well, because I mean, we have an Xbox, right? I, I bought an Xbox on uh, Loblaw's loyalty mm -hmm. points last year. I that's remember. A, that's a pretty amazing to begin with, but but all the games now, like the Disney Infinity, and and all these games have now something where you have to go out and buy characters. Yeah. For, right. So it, it, and Lego has it as well. But you you buy the game, which is sixty bucks, and it comes with a starter pack, and then you have to go out and your kids will blow through that in a day or half a day, uh, and then you have to go out and buy new modules and new characters, and they unlock new games. And I'm like, you know what? Remember the good old days where I bought a cartridge, stuck the damn cartridge in the device, that and was it, it just played. Yeah. So sick of it. And then this year, my kids got something called Playmation, which is it's kept them occupied. Sixteen double-A batteries, right, um, in order to power this per day, pretty much. And it's like an Iron Man uh, thing that goes on your wrist, and it shoots these little uh, sensors around the house, and it's a game. And 
and but you can keep adding to it. You can buy new characters and new play. like. I just want to buy one thing. Yeah. And and like charge me two hundred dollars for it, but then don't make me buy anything else. God. Oh, I know, and that's the thing too. Like even I bought this. Uh, he got he got this uh, this robot, the MIP. It's called the MIP. And it's like um, it's pretty like technology wise, it's unbelievable. So it's um, it's based on the same um, technology as a Segway, right? Like it uses this kind of self balancing kind of whatever um, servo stuff. And uh, so this thing rolls around, and you can control it with with gestures and motion, and you can also control it with an app and do all. It can do all these crazy stuff. It can dance and sing and I don't know whatever. Like it, it's it's pretty cool. Right, but it's the way. Like for me, the cool thing is about how it moves, right? Using this this kind of technology, and uh, but man, like four, three, four hours, and the and thing's out of battery. Yeah, it's dead. It's yeah. like like you got to change batteries like twice a day. It's it's crazy. It's that's, crazy. That's sixteen batteries for this. I'm looking at it over here because it's I'm yeah. playing around here, and and it's kept them occupied, and it's great. And, and Jack yeah. was complaining that he was so sore from playing his legs from running around, and and, and it's I like it because it's not a video game. Yeah. Um, but, well, the good thing about that is, is at least they're running around, and then like yeah. they'll just like crash, right? Well, yeah. Hopefully, at some point. And they sit in front of the Xbox and play uh, Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, nice. Well, it is, but it isn't, right? Because it's also a limited game unless you get online and pay for a subscription. And then, like, come on! I paid sixty. Yeah. Anyways, you know, you know my beef about that. I'm, I'm tired of uh, I'm tired <laughs> of the in-app purchase garbage. I'm tired of it. Just give me what I want when I want it, and uh, let me pay for it. I'll pay it up front. Just let me play. I want old-school commerce back again. That's it. Grump, yeah. Grumpy old Rob is back. Yeah. Two sixty-five. <laughs> um, speaking of which, I, you know, I have a. Uh, this is like like consumers reports. I, I bought uh, some headphones about in September. These are Monster DNA twos. Over the ear headphones like this, they are uh, pretty good headphones. And I bought these because I had another pair of Monster headphones that the inside seam here and the leather ripped and the blue padding came out. So I took it back and I did not get the you know protection plan from the source and uh, so I, but they were under warranty so I sent them back but I, then I had no headphones for whatever it took 60 days for them to get back to me so I bought these and uh, I had them since September and guess what happened a seam ripped right here but this time when I bought them I actually put had the protection plan on it uh, for headphones uh -huh. and so I walked into a sur uh, the source yesterday and uh, walked up with these said hey these are ripped they said no problem opened up a box gave me the headphones right. let me walk out and I thought wow that so if you're ever out there buying headphones i would i would absolutely recommend that protection plan because it's unlimited in the first 12 months and then it's two other times after that for the next two years so like that's that at least guarantees that you won't have to wait because the manufacturer warranty on this is a year and then it's done anyway mm. so but anyway the so like you know in the 11th month yeah you should just like rip the lining and just go back in go back and get another pair exactly Okay. But but the bottom line here is that, and that's what I'm going to do. Monster DNA. That's, that's what I do on all my car leases, right? <laughs> just just before you're like, okay, I need I need new brakes, I need new this. I I'm need gonna new gun it, gun it, gun it. Is that what you do? Eh? That's what I should have done. But uh, the bottom line, you do that as well. But uh, these Monster headphones suck. That's that's the that's what I'm coming to. Is that I've never right. had a good pair of Monster headphones, but yet I still buy them. All right, should we get on with the show? We should. 
This is the predictions show, uh, not the rant and rave show. This is where we go through the year that was and look at our predictions from last year. We're going to look at some key trends going forward for 2016 and maybe a couple of companies to watch uh, either on the good side or the bad side. Those that have been naughty or those that will be nice in 2016. So let's uh, let's take a quick review of what happened last year, Asif. Uh, you know, uh, maybe big stories last year for me. I mean, there's only one. And it has nothing to do with companies, but it has to do with the creativity that we saw in the campaigns, in the out-of-home campaigns that throughout the entire year we featured on this show that were absolutely unfricking believable from adopting dogs to talking garbage cans to uh you know free meals and restaurants uh you know from out of home screens uh to even printing off your instagram photos at at uh at uh, bus shelters uh, what I found this year was the creativity level was amped. They started leveraging the technology, but burying it, and then mm -hmm. just creating a beautiful services and beautiful experiences on top of that. And I, I, you know, I was blown away. And I think that for me, the big story of all the things that we covered here this in this past year was was the fact that things got absolutely innovative and imaginative and beautiful when it came to the to the campaigns that people ran. And I think that they've. They've just amped it up so high that, that it's going to be hard to top 2015 when it comes to those. That was When I look back at all the stories, those were the ones that stuck with me, man. I loved those stories. Yeah, that was that's that stuck out for me. Anything stick out for you in particular this past uh, past year? Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I, I, you know, I think, it, yeah, I completely agree with what you said. I, I think the creativity was unbelievable. Um, the uh, for for me though, like the, the big, you know, the big important thing in all of that was, and and you alluded to it as well, is is the sort of the you know the hiding of the t actual technology, right? So much technology, uh, you know, from sensors and beacons and AR and facial recognition and and you know whatever, um, but it wasn't about the technology. It was about how do we use this stuff and how do we just kind of bury it in the furniture, if you will, to create experiences, to create engagement opportunities, to, you know, sort of tap into the emotional aspects of the fact that we're, we're marketing and we're trying to appeal to people. And, you know, that's the stuff that we talk about every day at the LBMA, but it, it's, it really, really came through this year in, in these campaigns that you're talking about, especially in that out of home space and, and you know almost every week we were talking about JC Dassault or Lamar or Blue Bite or somebody doing something crazy and amazing so yeah very very much uh, agree with that all right well um, you know with that I mean that, that was I think the big the big story based on our stories but we also made some predictions last year um, and uh, I'm kind of interested to see how they went this year when it came to our predictions. So your big prediction last year, Steve, was that augmented reality was going to be uh, become more mainstream than it was. It was going to it was going to be part of our absolute lexicon, obviously, but it was also going to become part of people's marketing campaigns. Um, and mine was about beacons and about going beyond the beacons, burying the beacons, and and moving into productive use of beacons. And I would say, like, so how would you think that? I mean, virtual reality was on, or and augmented reality was on everybody's mind in, in 2015. It's crazy, and we saw the beginning. I think of some of, uh, you know, what we're going to see in 2016 and beyond. But uh, so do you think that, how, how, do you, how do you think it panned out? Did you see the AR stuff that you wanted to see this year? 
Um, I definitely saw progress this year and, and, and lots of interest in, uh, by brands and marketers and retailers. Um, I, you know, not quite to the extent that, uh, you know, I thought it was going to be, but I would say in, in the second half of the year, we started to see a lot of campaigns uh, or, or initial tests, especially with Oculus, um, you know, where we saw retailers create experiences where, you know, you could go into a store and watch the runway fashion show or you could go into we talked about you know last week we talked about you know being able to being transported through oculus to santa's workshop or you know all that kind of stuff um, so it, it's coming um, you know we really didn't see it almost till the last quarter of the year in terms of the retail uh, you know bricks and mortar retail use of of this kind of technology but yeah uh, you know I, I'm uh, you know so, so I'm gonna say I was kinda partially right uh, but not not quite to what I was expecting it, it was going to be. Um, but I think we're there. I think we're right on the edge now. We've seen the last quarter uh, really accelerate in in these kinds of tests, and I think 2016, you know, is going to be a huge year for that. Yeah, I would I would say the same. You know, and we're not going to get into predictions, but I mean, all I read was about augmented reality, and and I think that 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 example in virtual reality, the example we we I mean, we talked about. So many things about in-store stuff with Best Buy, and we talked about, or, or it was Lowe's, uh, in-store stuff with Lowe's, and we talked about um, yeah, in-store roller coaster rides, and then we talked about yeah. getting into Santa Claus, uh, you, know, you know, into the North Pole, and also the virtual runway. But it's still, I don't think it's crossed that. I think that there's a, there, it's still building, right? It's like that. Yeah you feel it building so um and i, I think from a beacon standpoint um hey we, we don't talk about beacons anymore do we so it was the beacons have been buried but then again i also believe that we're going through this down phase of beacons right now because people are realizing they have to change batteries the technology isn't as uh, it, we, uh, what happened in 2015 was that the technology was not about push but more about gathering and enhancing experience, right? About pulling data from devices, pulling data um, to increase in uh, user experience, to, you know, to, to make sure that people uh, get to the products that they need. But I, I don't think that this is, we, we realize that beacons are not about push. So I, I still think that there's a huge momentum for beacons going forward into 2016. But I think that there was a tide that turned in 2015 when it came to the use of these things. So I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with my prediction. I mean, yeah, I, no, I, I think you're, you're absolutely right again on that. Uh, the, um, you know, ABI research just came out with some data this week or, or in the last few days, um, actually downgrading uh, the overall uh, predicted expenditure on beacons, yeah. um, you know, from what they had predicted previously. But, you know, still, like, they're, they're still talking about massive growth in the space. They're still talking about a lot of beacons being deployed. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I kind of agree with the uh, what you're saying about, you know, we're, we're kind of in that down, you know, down period around it. I, I think they will, beacons will, will still be big. I think it'll come back. Um, but in, in, in a different way than we've kind of all been anticipating. I agree. And I think that things like, um, it was uh, Wi-Fi, um, you know, location-enabled Wi-Fi, and, and all the things that we've been talking about over the year, I think kind of make it easier to start to, to implement some of these things without the hardware. And I think the hardware is the impediment. Always have felt that, that the hardware is the impediment. Um, and we mm -hmm. have to get be done with hardware. And IoT and sensors, and we'll talk about that in the predictions and the trends of 2016, I think that will help um, ease the pain of the beacon deployment. How we say? There you go. So those were the predictions that we had last year, predominantly. And, and so know, we didn't do too badly. 
No, I'd say that, but they were lame duck prediction. Like, come on, like, you know, augmented <laughs> reality. I look back and think, of course, we were talking about beacons. Everybody was talking about yeah, beacons. Yeah. 2014. But, you know, here, what we're talking about for the key trends for 2016 is where it gets a little bit interesting because I've gone out on a little bit of a limb here because uh, around my predictions, and, and I know that you have as well, because I, I don't want them to be lame ducks. I don't want them to, flip, you know, I don't want us to be here doing this in a year from now and say, oh, yeah, of course we were talking about that. So, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of bullish about what I'm about to talk about, but I want to hear, you know, what are you seeing in, uh, that as we crest this false crevice, which is going from... December 31st to January 1st, which I always think is so funny, right? It's like, hey, everything changes within a, within a you know, with, with a tick of a clock, everything changes and you erase your slate. Um, but that's what happens for some reason. People get into the prediction game. But I'm, I think we look at these as key trends that are going forward in 2016 that we're starting to see emerge from the holiday shopping season around uh, retail and around location and, uh, and interacting with customers. So what, what is it that, what are some of the trends that you're seeing for 2016? Yeah, well, I'll talk about three things, and right. I'll pick up with what we've already just talked about, so j just to make it an easier transition. So I, I, I think that while we saw this sort of initial movement into, you know, retailers and marketers starting to use AR and VR even, and I remember we talked about that void thing and all that yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. you know, earlier in the year, which was pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I mean, Facebook's going crazy on this stuff right now. HoloLens is about to, you know, I, I think move in a big way. We see, you know, PlayStation uh, moving into the VR space. So I think the gaming world, um, you know, whether it's, it, it's you know, what you, you're talking about with what your kids want to do or, you know, any of this stuff, I think gaming is going to be a massive uh, use of VR this year in 2016. And then, you know, who knows what Apple's going to do in this space. I mean, they've got the whole face shift thing, you know, that they're talking about. Um, I, I, I anticipate there's going to be something tied to Apple TV and the box and some sort of VR gaming thing that will come related to that as well. So, you know, from that perspective, I see a huge amount of investment uh, by brands, you know, in AR and VR technology this year. So that's that's one. Good one. Yeah. Two is, you know, the, you know, and, and I hate this whole word, you know, this whole term IoT, right? Because it, everybody, it's like the buzzword right now. Like everybody's talking about IoT, but it is for me a big trend in 2016 from the perspective of how marketers are going to be able to take data and use that data and blend that data with with all this other you know data that's out there to do much better hyper local you know focused targeted marketing that's what's going to happen right i think it you know the marketing that we're going to see in 2016 is going to be derived from you know the data that comes from iot and its sensors and and how we tie that with location and other pieces of data to do this true one-to-one -one personalized stuff that we've been talking about. And I think there's a couple of areas where we're going to see this. I think it's, it's you know, from a retail marketing perspective, you're going to see a lot better sort of customer service type of stuff driven from IoT data. So you're going to see this idea of looking for patterns, you, you know, in, in the data. You're going to see shopping history data that will come from point of, intelligent point of sale and loyalty uh, uh, platforms. That's going to drive this kind of stuff. So I think that's that's going to be a big piece of it. You're going to see improvements in store operation efficiency that, again, will come from IoT sensor data, right? So whether that's employee, labor, energy usage, you know, store, you know, asset management, you know, all this kind of stuff, I think, will be improved 
that will drive real insights and, and real sort of uh, uh, savings, um, you know, operational savings opportunities for folks. You know, simple as things like thermostats, you know, and all that sort of stuff, you know, and how we use that data to improve, you know, what we can do and how we communicate with people. Um, you know, but that includes smart cameras, that includes the beacons, that includes all this other stuff and, and traffic pattern analysis and buying behavior analysis and all these things that we've talked about. I think, you know, that's where these sensors become really interesting. I think it also feeds into supply chain and inventory management stuff, right? So this whole idea of things like Amazon Dash, right, this idea of being able to know, you know, smart refrigerators and smart you know, things in our homes that can feed data right into the retailer that help us understand inventory levels, you know, at the, you know, at the retailer, uh, you know, and replenishment uh, of inventory and all that kind of stuff leads to revenue that, you know, didn't exist before in some cases for a lot of retailers because they just didn't know what the demand side was and have the ability to match it to the supply side. And that will be derived from sensors from the IoT space as well. So those are some of the things that I think are really big around IoT that I'm excited about. It's not just the fact that, you know, there's all these sensors and everything, it's smart. It's how do we use the data from it to actually do and drive revenue and marketing opportunities that I'm excited about. Sweet. IoT, yeah, you know, it gets a bad rap, right? And I think that you, you've summarized it. And it's the same thing with, with beacons uh, in, in, you know, in the world right now, live beacons is that when you start to gather the data, and then change experience and change offering based on the data that you're gathering and it's individualized. It takes all of that in order to be able to get the right thing in front of somebody. Um, you know, and I think that shopping is getting easier and being able to find the stuff that you want is getting easier. Uh, but even such things, simple things, Asif, as location-aware inventory, right? Yeah. People, it's failing now. Like, it's failing Right. So I've had many experiences over this holiday where I'm standing in the store. It says it's there, but nobody can find it. Right. And, and, and because inventory, I've gone to the store because your inventory system told me that you had 10 of them and you don't. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, I think that there's a lot yeah, of work. That and that all has customer service implications, uh, huge. Right? experience implications and all these things that we talk about. So anyway, so that that that's, you know, why I think it's going to be a big thing in 2016. Not oh. about it's not about the sensors. No. It's what we do with the data. Yeah that's derived from all these things. And then this, I guess the, the third one for me, the big uh, thing that I'm excited about as well in 2016 is I guess what I'll call, you know, the rise of the smart assistant uh, and what it means for social location. So if you look at things like Siri and in particular like Alexa mm -hmm. and some of these types of platforms, you know, these are the things that you know, I think have the ability to change the game in 2016, you know, both from a B2B and a B2C perspective. If you think about it in the context of something like Salesforce.com, right, and, and, a, and a technology like Alexa, the ability for, you know, the CEO or, you know, the VP of sales to, to just ask, you know, where is, you know, where is Rob right now, you know, and, and Alexa to be able to come back and say, to detect based on location data, you know, where you are and say, well, Rob is, you know, right now, you know, at, you know, the uh, Ottawa Senators game uh, and to be able to message him or, or for Alexa to say, would you like to message him or, you know, those kinds of kind of intelligent Jeez. communications that are facilitated by location data uh, and, and, you know, just the awareness of where people are and what they're doing and the context around that. 
I think are going to be a huge piece of driving marketing communications, driving business communications, um, and kind of fitting into you know this whole piece of of the social location piece that I talk about around you know location based marketing. So you know when we talk about location based marketing, you know we have this tendency to focus only on this you know beacons and push you know engagement piece. You know, but there's this huge piece about how do we actually drive traffic? How do we actually, you know, you know, sort of mobilize people to get them to where we want them to go to buy what we want them to buy or, you know, engage with the brand in the way we want them to. And it's this ability to, again, use the data from the sensors to be able to tell us where people are and then add this kind of social location communication layer on top of it that I think is, 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 is going to be a big piece. Right, this ability kind of to have serendipity everywhere, to be able to kind of predict, you know, what's going to happen, to know that people are at home or they're at work or they're at the the game, to be able to know that, hey, you know, uh, Asif has an early flight tomorrow morning, and to proactively, predictively wake me up uh, for that flight and call me an Uber uh, and arrange all these things automatically. You know, to make my life easier, right? Because you can, because you know, because you have the data, right? Um, you, you know, I think that's the big thing that we're going to be able to see in in 2016. You know, sort of from from the communication layer piece of it um, that I'm excited about. So, kind of this, this intelligent social assistant, serendipitous, you know, knowledge of everything everywhere. She, the like basically Siri everywhere. But yeah. you can't forget you can't forget Microsoft and Cortana, right? Because uh, they just launched on no, iOS all, as well. Like yeah, all of those, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm uh, I'm I'm with you on that. And, and you know the the key things that you you mentioned there, social location, customer service, and smart assistant, uh, really blends really well into uh, one of the things that I'm hoping for. One of the key things that I'm looking for in 2016, which uh, I've seen it somewhere uh, labeled on the internet called conversation commerce, and I think okay. this is this is huge. Um, but it sits into all of those categories around smart assistant, customer service, and also uh, social and location. We saw this. We talked about uh, Walmart doing this, right? So in-store, connect with an expert, yep. right? And in some of the episodes I did with uh, the mobile commerceman with Chuck Martin, uh, we talked about the ability to connect with experts while you're in-store, video conference with experts within store. So say I have, I, I don't even know, I have an app. I have a um, uh, Harry Rosen app. Um, or a Hugo Boss app, and uh, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what shirt matches which tie or which shoe or belt. Um, inside the app, hypothetically, what it could end up happening is that I can connect with an expert that's not in the store, maybe not even in the city or in the country, but the expert who understands how to match ties and belts and shoes, right? Yeah. Anywhere in the world. And so that kind of, that, that's what I'm talking about here is this, this conversation commerce. Uh, so we saw that, we, we've seen these trends that are happening in Walmart, in store, you can connect with any expert, as we've said. And I think that this is really important because, you know, I think we're getting a little tired of being broadcasted to, right? Advertised to. I'm so sick of advertisements. It's why I have ad blockers in iOS and I have ad blockers all over my, uh, you know, my desktop when it comes to the, my browsing experiences. And I'm just, Cut out the noise. I mean, that's why I PVR everything and fast forward through ads. I am absolutely trying to go ad free. I'm trying to quit ads like sugar and ads. I don't want either of them in my life, but yet I still want to be able to interact when I'm looking for a product. And like every other guy, I have inspiration to buy maybe 
I don't know, for one second of the day. And I would like then to be able to connect with somebody to be able to organize it. So we saw services that have emerged like that, where you can text and get a pizza. And I think that you're starting to see this trend come through. So you've got Walmart. Now you've got Facebook and uh, their messaging service that is becoming a commerce platform to engage with uh, Facebook business. You can start to see that emerge as this place where commerce happens by conversation. And it fits into your trends, which are social location, customer service, and smart assistant. But the back end is predominantly human. And I think that that's very important. None of these stupid little bots that pop up and say, hey, can we talk to you? Do you have a question? I, I, I find those disingenuous when it comes to retail. But when you're standing in location and I need to ask a question or I'm interested in a product and I want some more information, this is where I think that this this whole conversation commerce is going to be huge when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, getting loyal customers and then holding on to loyal customers for brands. I think that that's one of the big things that I'm looking at is and and I've seen it labeled. I didn't come up with this, but as I was searching, I couldn't find where I saw it labeled. But it's I, I the thing that I looked at this as uh, conversation commerce. Does that make sense? I like that. Yeah. I think that's a great term. And I, I guess the one other thing I'll add to to that, um, you know, and kind of tying that with what I said about the smart assistant and yeah. kind of this, you know, sort of message, you know, messaging and communications piece, social location piece is, I believe all of that actually uh, one of the, one of the benefits of all of that is that we will see in 2016 also this this um, you know decline in people's concern for the privacy issues around location yeah because all of this stuff actually becomes really really valuable and beneficial to people people will see in 2016 that just because my location is 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 shared and people know where i am my life becomes easier um <laughs> and they will stop fretting and whining and complaining about it because everything just becomes so much easier um, and, and, and again, it's it, because it's also not this, you know, sort of the, this, this stupid in your face, Hey man, I want your location. Yeah. Uh, I want your location. I want your location. Um, you know, give me your location. It's just, Hey, we're using your location and you keep getting all this value. Um, and it just becomes part of the fabric of everyday being and, and conversation and communication. And that's going to be, I, I think, you know, for me, the huge benefit of 2016 is, is it just becomes part of, you know, as you said many years ago, Rob, that it's just the dial tone. It's dial tone. It's dial tone. It's dial tone, baby. It's coming. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I would love to see that. Um, but I'm also of the, of the side where, uh, where I, I believe that the data that I provide to people, maybe location is dial tone. It's table, it's table stakes yeah. right now, right? Location is, is, is an entry point. And, and, um, but I still think that privacy is going to be of, uh, for me, I, I, I fix value on privacy, my postal code, my zip code, my address, my phone sure. number, my email address, all those things. Right. Um, so, so the difference has got to be that, that I still think that there's going to be this market, a transactional market, maybe not in 2016, but beyond where I can actually set a bidding level for the yes. data that I'm providing. Right. And, and I think we're, that, we're a ways away though, but I would love to see that, but it's not, I'll be predicting that for 2017, 2018. There you go. Yeah. All right. My last, the, the, the second big shift that I'm starting to see, and we started to see it with the Apple's latest version of Apple TV. I'm hearing murmurs out of it from Amazon and Amazon's TV system. And I know that Google Chrome is looking at this as well, um, is TV commerce, right? 
Like this mm -hmm. has been the promise of interactive television since the day interactive television uh, was invented. Since the day TV, basically TV is one big ad. If you ever sit down and watch television, it's like 34 minutes in an hour of, uh, of actual content. Um, so this is a perfect blending of location, passivity, commerce, in uh, intent and as well as context, right? So um, I, I think that the, you know Apple TV uh, has started to integrate with a little e-commerce. They've they've opened up the app ecosystem uh, into their television into Apple TV. So um, it's not far from here where we start to see great experiments. And I and I see it with Amazon. Like Amazon is doing uh, Amazon Dash buttons. They're doing remember the little recording thing that yep. they had to to add things. So. I, I just see this blending of TV and commerce really accelerating in 2016. I don't think that television as a medium is dead. It's it's hemorrhaging, but I see these devices uh, as the as the future. Just the way that I see that the newspapers aren't about display ads anymore. It's about closing deals for customers. That's their business. And I think that where where you know you give away the newspaper and then you sell that whole uh, audience piece. It's the same thing with television is that television ultimately the content should be given away just like the web and then it's all supported by this the, the mechanism of commerce when the margins are far greater the opportunities are far larger and you're not limited by screen real estate right mm. you're not limited by time and you're not limited by attention span you have an opportunity here to augment revenue through commerce where you could never earn this kind of revenue if you have the right audience through uh, through advertising. So, um, you know, because advertising is speculative, right? So it's $4 million for a 30-second 30 second, um, ad for the Super Bowl. But what if during that 30-second ad, you, you drove more than $4 million worth of revenue through a commerce relationship, right? So like, I just think that there's huge opportunity with TV commerce. And I think, you know, there's no better a place than to capture somebody from the lazy, lethargic, wing-eating, popcorn-munching, pop-guzzling people that sit on a couch and watch TV all day. And I'm one of those guys. I'm okay with that, right? So I just think that there's it'll, it'll, TV conversation. I think this will be a very interesting Super Bowl. I'm excited to see what, what, what the brands do with the Super Bowl this yeah, year. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, this is this. Is, I think this is a transition year, right? So we start. We started to see with Shazam and uh, and the Super Bowl and Shazamming ads and that offline online connection. But I just think that when you start to put all of these devices in everybody's home, uh, you know, commerce, TV commerce starts to accelerate. And there's going to be a combination of those devices, apps on the screen, apps on your smartphone, whatever it might be. I'm just, uh, I, I don't know what it looks like, man, but it is It is going to be something. Like Fire TV with Amazon is going to be something. I'm, I'm just not sure. I just I just know. I have an inkling that 2016, we're going to start to see this stuff emerge. That's it. Conversation commerce and TV commerce. Cool. Done. All right. Those are the uh, key trends that we see for 2016. What do you think of those? We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to think hear if you think that we're right on or way off. So Rob at Untether.tv or Asif at the LBMA.com. All right, the last piece of business, Asif, that we have to go through is, uh, you know, our companies to watch. Um, companies that can be either uh, on the on the verge of greatness, who have actually achieved greatness and will have plummeted and then are about to achieve greatness again, or those that have achieved greatness or never achieved greatness that will never see the light of day or will never survive. So uh, do you have any kind of, uh, I think, so this is the fifth year that we've been doing this, Asif? Yeah. Do, do you have a, uh, do you have something to say about Foursquare, Brad? <laughs> well, okay. So, 
<laughs> I, I do. I do have to say about Foursquare. Um, but but let me hold that for a second. Okay, so sure. Last year, I said like you know when I kind of picked the companies to watch. Yep. Last year, I think I said Twitter, Shazam. Mm-hmm. I mentioned AdTile and yep. Misfit. Yep. Were, were were four companies that I mentioned last year that I thought were you know companies we really need to watch. Um, Twitter, well, kind of fizzled, right? Like. Yeah. We didn't really see a lot there. We saw the CEO get brought back in. It's really struggling uh, in, in, on many fronts. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't do so well on that one. Uh, Shazam had a great year. Shazam had a great year on so many levels, um, and I think it is poised to continue that in, into 2016. Uh, Adtile, you know, also had a good year, and Misfit, as we know, uh, got acquired. So, you know, not not too bad on that, right? No. Nope. Um, and then, and then we have this category that we call dead or dying, and that's where you know Foursquare comes up because for a couple of years now, I, I, you know, I've said you know I, I don't see how this company is going to survive. They went through the split of the apps uh, in, into the two apps, Swarm and Foursquare. Um, you know, the Swarm is where the check-ins live, and the Foursquare is where they kind of have their data business. Uh, and we've heard in the last you know few weeks about you know them going out to raise money again and it being a second for a second time it's going to be a down round meaning the valuation is going to be lower than you know the previous one so they're struggling however they have started to find revenue um, and that is in licensing and selling their data and so I'm gonna say it again that Foursquare will be sold in 2016 to somebody Uh, it's done it's it, it will no longer be you know the brand, you know, that everybody thinks it's going to be, someone's going to acquire them for the data that they have. Um, who that is, I don't know. Facebook, Yahoo, Apple, somebody. Uh, but it's going to happen. Um, so yeah, so there you go. That's uh, that's my comments on Foursquare. Do I do have some companies. Do you want me to tell you about my companies for this year? I just. Do you think that uh, like you look at something like Twitter? Do you think maybe Twitter looks at uh, at Foursquare, right? Or is it just too? Uh, Twitter already is one of the customers that uses all their location data comes from Foursquare. So right. that, that is a logical part. Yeah. Say that again, though, I see, because I lost you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, I think Twitter is a logical partner as, as all of their location data currently comes from Foursquare. They're, I mean, they're a Foursquare licensee, right? So. Um, you know, so, so to me, that any of the customers that are currently buying data from Foursquare, you know, are possible acquisition, you know, merger, you know, targets. Rumors so. everywhere, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I mean, so those are the companies like Foursquare is. It, it's an ongoing joke, not the company, but just this conversation that we have all the time is that, you know, they'll stumble onto. Uh, I've heard them say that they, like they were the first, the first. Uh, billion dollar app or unicorn that never materialized, right? So yeah. that, that should have, but but never did. Um, but they've managed to uh, withstand a barrage from everywhere and everyone, and uh, and they're still around. So um, we'll see what happens with them in 2016. So what about some of the companies to watch in 2016? What are you what are you looking at? They're still there. Yeah. Well, well, okay. As far as big name companies, I've got two that I'm. You know, I'm I'm really you know I think are going to have banner years in 2016. Facebook, you know, is one of those. You know, I don't know. I mean, it, between the Oculus stuff and, and 
you know, all the moves that they've made to line up for kind of reinventing small and medium business and, you know, with, you know, the place pages and now they're moving heavy into helping uh, these, you know, helping small businesses and, and medium-sized businesses optimize local search they're moving into now, kind of take, trying to go after Google's business around search engine optimization and all that other stuff uh, and handing out free beacons and, you know, like I think Facebook's, you know, very, very well positioned have a huge year in 2016. Uh, and the second company for me, which is more of a dark horse, is Microsoft. Because I think Microsoft, you, you know, and, and I have to say, like, I am not, I have not been a Microsoft fan for a long, long time. I am a complete Apple guy. Um, but, you know, they, they found a horse, uh, you know, with, um, you know, with the Surface tablets. I mean, that thing, I, I see them everywhere now. People, business people, this is a business thing, are buying Surface tablets. And, you know, to the point where they forced Apple to create, you know, a competitor to the Surface tablet. The when has that happened? I know. In a long time. Apple is the one who, like, leads in product innovation and then people copy. Microsoft created the Surface tablet. Business people started buying it and Apple had to go create a giant tablet to compete uh, in that market. I, I, so for me, that's a, that's a sign that are in its legs again. And the HoloLens piece on the ARVR piece, I think, is going to have some, some, some serious traction as well. So that's my, my second company. And then, you know, as far as startups and, and kind of LVMA members and stuff, ones I'm really excited about for 2016 are Unicast. You know, the whole online offline stuff is going to continue to grow. Sense360 around the whole IoT piece that I was talking about earlier. Uh, roaming around, which I think when we talk about beacons, um, you know, we've talked a lot about retail and all this other stuff. But, yep. you know, the hospitality, hotel industry is, a, you know, for me is, is, is a very untapped market or underserved, you know, portion of the market around Wi-Fi and beacons and all that stuff. So I think there's a huge opportunity there. And then on the, the sort of out-of-home mobile blending stuff, Blue Byte is, is going to go crazy this year, as they have in the past. But I think they're going to have a huge, huge year and broad sign as well. Um, you know, I think so, so those are some companies that I'm excited about. Well, I have but one. See, if you have this laundry list, and I have but one, and it might seem like uh, this is nepotism here, but... But uh, so Samsung came on to sponsor this podcast. It's uh, Amazon, right? It, oh. it, exactly. Well, Amazon's a given, right? So lo common denominator is Amazon. Is, I still believe that yeah. it's going to be the single greatest, largest, most valuable company no, on the it's, planet. It's, isn't it Springsteen's management company? No. Yeah, well, it, yeah. They, no, they do a crappy job. If I was Springsteen's management company, I'd be out there touring every day, um, which is one of my predictions coming in this, this coming to 2016. He's, he's going to be out there touring every day. Um, but, uh, you know, Samsung came on to sponsor this podcast at the beginning of, the, of December. And uh, so before making the decision about whether or not uh, they approached us for this experts uh, uh, sponsorship, I, I put them off for a week and I did some research on Samsung to say, OK, listen, can we actually bring these guys on as sponsors? The answer was obviously yes, because of what I've uncovered. Now, I, I don't focus on Samsung. I'm, I mean, I, I never looked at Sam I'm an Apple guy. I'm an Apple guy. Right. Um, but then I started looking into what Samsung is doing. And, and you know, you might think like, oh, Rob, how can you do this? It's sponsors. But, but when I think about what Samsung's done, so they just recently, today or yesterday, calendar-wise, I just saw this article about how uh, Apple won the, uh, won the holidays in activation. So the mm -hmm. iPhone, 50% of all phones 
that were activated uh, during over Christmas time were iPhones. But second place was Samsung, right? So Samsung is shot out of nowhere. And the reason that they shot out of nowhere to do this is because of the quality of devices that they have right here. We, so all the devices that we've, we've seen that are emerging from these guys are, are one aspect of it. Then they announced recently Samsung Pay, right? And Samsung yes. Pay uh, on, on the mobile devices. And then what I just read is that the Samsung Pay is also moving into the into the web. So they, they, they've covered on the device side. They're covering on the payment side. And then, of course, the big thing, as we talked about, one of the uh, Steve's biggest trends is virtual reality and augmented reality. And what do they have? They have the gear, right? Yes. So like it covers all of those things. And when you start to think about this is just one aspect of their business, right? And then they have digital displays and smart TVs. And oh, my God, all of these things are blending. So they have connected devices that, that share and exchange information, uh, money and product information. It, it's a, their commerce enablers. So I look at Samsung as this company that, um, you know, uh, it, it's one of these old dogs that I think are just about to have a resurgence. And they're quietly, they're creepers. They're just quietly creeping behind everybody and launching all these things in a way that, that uh, and they're not launching it half-assed. These products that they're coming out with, like the gear, right? Like these devices, my yeah. brother swears by the devices. Um, when you start to think about those things, it's it just, it's poised that 2016 is going to be a breakout year, another breakout year for Samsung. So, so, so to sum that up, the, the old dogs have some bite, oh. Microsoft and Samsung. Yeah, but you know what? I think that Samsung trounces Microsoft in 2016. Ooh, I think it's going to be a brawl between those guys. All right, all yeah. right. But I just, I, I, you know, Samsung has been, um, uh, you know, has been kind of dormant. But when you look at their the breadth uh, of their product, it's like Microsoft. You forget, right? Uh, Microsoft still has multi-billion-dollar divisions that you just take for granted. Same thing with Samsung. Uh, yeah. And they have the money. We've always talked about how RIM failed, why RIM failed, and all these other companies have failed is because they had a single division that they earned all their revenue. And, you know, RIM is a division in Samsung or a division in Microsoft where they have a lot of other resources that they can pull together. People, money, time, uh, market share, distribution networks, all those things to be able to dominate. So I think uh, 2016 is going to be a big year for Samsung. There you go. That's it. That's all. That's it. I, like startups, man. I'm tired of picking startups because, you know, <laughs> they, they come and they fall. I've got a handful of guys that I love but they're too small um, right now, and uh, maybe next year they become part of the uh, part of the things. But I mean, the companies that uh, that I love, um, I hope those are the companies that I hope for, and I don't want to jinx them here. So that's it. Okay, I like it. That's it. Prediction show done. Oh. Over and out. Happy uh, 2016. Yes, this is it. This is our last show of the year. The last show of the year. We will be back. Hopefully, there's some news that uh, kind of comes up, or we'll just be talking to each other. Um, we can do the uh, first episode, 266 of the new year, uh, just around Bruce. We just talk about Bruce. What do you think? No? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. All right. That is it for 265 and the prediction show. We'd love to hear from you guys out there. Rob at untether.tv or Seif at the LBMA.com. Man, Asif, wishing you all the best in the new year. I know that, you know, basically you wake up on January 1st and all uh, ill wills and past sins have been, have been cleansed. Um, all your bad decisions and all your good decisions are forgotten. And uh, you basically start with a clean slate. You're born again. So uh, there you go. Yeah. So enjoy January 1st. Everybody out there have a safe New Year's. Don't drink and drive. Don't be the idiot that doesn't hear Podcast 266 because you're dead or in prison. Come on. You can't miss another episode. So uh, please stick around 
uh, and use that thing called Uber. Or, you know what, if you really want to use something in Canada, use The Ride by Nick Quain. There you go. Yeah. Please, please, please. If you don't like Uber, use The Ride. Um, that's all I got to say. See if anything else? I'm good. All but, right, man. Yeah. Happy New Year. We'll see you Happy in 2016. <laughs> Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to